today's podcast was actually not planned when we made the date. We planned to have Rebecca on the podcast because she's a member of our retreat faculty for the Life Strategy Retreat in November. She'll be teaching Holy Yoga. And I know I needed to have her on, but we had a very synchronistic occasion where she dropped by my house and we had a glass of wine and actually we had a bottle of wine and I said, Hey, let me go grab my phone and we're going to record our podcast now. So it's very impromptu. And I think those are the best kind and mostly because what Rebecca thrives on outside of her professional life is her yoga practice. And she's a newly certified yoga instructor with Holy Yoga motivated to help women discover the unforced rhythms of grace. I'll say that again, the unforced rhythms of grace. It's a beautiful place to live. And Rebecca is the kind of gentle soul who can guide you into that place. And her story is the reason why she has this healing gift. So grab your friend and a glass of wine and sit down and join us. two loveliest sounds in the world are the sounds of a cork popping and the sound of a wine bottle pouring. You might be listening and wondering what is all this talk about a woman's retreat and what does it have to do with wine? Well, it's interesting that in my personal yoga practice one day, a song came on talking about the crushing and the pressing and the soil that I now surrender as we make new wine out of all the crushings. Oh, I was going to use some choice words, but we all experience stuff that actually ends up keeping us stuck for a long time. And a lot of us, whether we work in a full-time job or run our own business, we find that we come to the end of our rope or to the end of our ability to lead the way that we really want to. So this weekend retreat with Dale Fellini and a number of other amazing women like Kristen Kramer from the Center for Creative Leadership who leads Resiliency Warriors, uh, Maureen Kelly with Madre who talks about money and relationships, we are going to break down the barriers that keep us from being who we're really made to be. And we're going to move from surviving to thriving by designing strategies for our life to put things in order. So you want more information, go to 360lifestrategies.com forward slash retreats and you will find all the information you can imagine. See you there. This is the most fun, sitting on the front porch with Rebecca Hawkins, drinking a a bottle of wine called Troublemaker. I don't know if you've ever been known as a troublemaker. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Just maybe. (laughs) But we're drawn together. We're we're on a steering committee together with a women's organization, and so we we get to share troublemaking all the time. Usually I'm the troublemaker, and you're the one trying to fix it. Um, And um, we also found that we have yoga in common, and that uh, you're drawn to possibly being a coach in the future because you like to pour into people's lives, Mm -hmm. help them live the life they're meant to live. So give us the little 411 on Rebecca Hawkins. 
Sure. Thanks for having me and, and sharing this bottle of wine and these lovely wine glasses, too, that are brand new. I'm enjoying them very much. Yes. <laughs> They're really pretty. Like real crystal. It makes wine taste different. It does. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I would say, as all of us, probably my story is complicated, so it's, it's hard to know exactly where to start. But um, for the yoga piece, uh, my yoga journey actually started 10 years ago. Um, when I found myself in a place that I never expected to be, which was at the end of a second marriage. And not only that, but a marriage that had been very traumatic and destructive. I was married to a narcissist who was emotionally, verbally, spiritually abusive. And mm -hmm. um, But I was coming out of that the very first time I walked into a yoga studio. Yeah. Um, because part of my recovery, um, someone had suggested I consider yoga. And... That particular yoga class, um, as we were sitting in that class, the instructor had us sit up tall and cross one leg over the other, like in a figure four, and lean forward and rub our feet. And what that yoga instructor could never have known was that despite the fact that this man had abused me in a lot of different emotional ways, he had always been very affectionate and attentive. And for the last three years we had been married, he had rubbed my feet almost every night. That's amazing. And I was at that moment grieving things like that um, mm -hmm. and but in that class as she had us sit there rubbing our own feet the tears just started to flow and I became aware that I could care for myself yeah and it was a huge turning point for me and I became hooked on yoga um, and I've been practicing for 10 years off and on ever since as my place to care for myself when all the world wants a part of me, a piece of me, and I'm busy and weary and I need to get away, I find even for a moment I can find that on a yoga mat. Oh, so I've been doing that for myself for some time and it never even dawned on me that I would teach yoga. Mm -hmm. But I started attending a yoga studio here in Colorado Springs called Haven um, that was in the Old North End, beautiful studio with some lovely women. And they were a Christ-centered yoga studio. And I loved being in that space and being under their teaching and got curious about their certification and found out they were holy yoga instructors. So yeah. that was the first time I ever heard of holy yoga. And I was really intrigued. So it was not too much longer after that, just a few months later, that I realized you were a master holy yoga instructor. <laughs> right. And so it just felt like the stars were aligning and God was speaking to me and saying, hey girl. <laughs> it's time. You could do this. Why not? Right. Right. <laughs> um, and so last year I took the plunge and signed up for the 200 hour holy yoga instructor and became um, just a 200 hour instructor. It's certified instructor. And the yoga touch therapy as well. Yes. And I did their holy yoga gentle touch therapy as well as a they have several additional certifications that they offer. Um, and I've started my holy yoga business, LLC anyway, with the name Unforced Rhythms. I love that. You have to tell the story about um, the inspiration behind Unforced Rhythms. There's yeah. a specific scripture verse in Matthew 11. Yeah. Um, some of you may be familiar with the Matthew verse of course, in the NIV that says, come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Well, the message translation reads it this way. Are you tired, worn out, 
burned out on religion, come to me and get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me and watch how I do it and learn the unforced rhythms of grace. A really good friend shared that verse with me in the message more than 10 years ago. And so it's a verse that has spoken to me for a long time. But as I pressed into what I loved about yoga, um, I realized it was that yoga is, first of all, very personal. I think some people are intimidated by yoga because they feel like they need their bodies to be in a certain shape or size or flexibility to do yoga. But really, that's the opposite of yoga because yoga is about not forcing yourself into anything, mm-hmm. um, but letting the pose come to you as you are. Right. Um, it's very much a central to yoga. And that the word yoga actually means to yoke the breath and movement mm-hmm. and mind, much like also our scripture that says, love the Lord your God with all your heart all your soul and all your strength. Right. So I see Christ in yoga very clearly. And I also see grace in yoga very clearly. Right. And I have become a little obsessed (laughs) with this idea of helping women enter into their story and find the unforced rhythms of grace Mm -hmm. on a yoga mat. Um, I say that my yoga mission is to create sacred space for women to enter into their story and find rest. Right. Talk to me about stories Mm -hmm. that you've seen where women have made some connection on the yoga mat with their story. There's usually an emotional release, and that grace Mm -hmm. is part of the self-compassion that brings healing. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think we realize how much we hold on to in our bodies. Um, And that's why there's this beauty in the idea of yoking together movement and breath and, and thought or prayer, because we hold things into our bodies in places that we maybe can't access mentally. Um, And so yoga has a way of allowing us to release Mm -hmm. as we really enter into our breath and enter into the pose, Yeah, um, things will come up to the surface, emotions that we might not even have known right. were there. And that, that component of touch that comes in in some yoga classes where the instructor who's trained in healthy touch can press into that release a little bit with some gentleness and some mm-hmm. massage and some a good grace is also incredibly powerful for people who have not experienced a lot of healthy touch. Right. Um, so it's an act of love, and it's an act of service, and it's sacred. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. Incredible breakthroughs happen on the yoga mat, mm-hmm. and I've always had a hard time expressing that to people who aren't interested in investigating yoga yeah. as a practice. And I think it's... Um, it's a refreshing thing for me to have you in my life and to have you partner with me in my yoga retreat mm. because you bring this gentleness that um, is a reflection of what I want. And um, you often have to slow me down and mm. say, hey, Donna, <laughs> breathe. Be a little bit more compassionate towards yourself. Um, I'm excited that you're going to be doing some of the yoga touch therapy while I'm teaching class, then you'll be teaching some classes on your own. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, because I know the women that come to your retreat will be, I'm sure, from all over as far as their, where they are in their journey, their life journey, their yeah. self-care journey, right. their self-compassion journey. And as I said earlier, some find yoga intimidating and feel like I can't bend that way. I, I don't have the size of the shape or the flexibility. Um, and so it's really important for me to, to help you in those, in those time in the retreat with women who are maybe coming for the life strategy, coming for the wine, coming for the getaway, but maybe are a little intimidated by the yoga part mm -hmm. to know there's no performance here. Right. There is only presence. Right. Um, cause we women hustle mm -hmm. and hustle and hustle. And we, we consider hustle a badge of honor. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We don't know how to rest. That mm -hmm. is, I see it in myself and I see it in all the women that I know and love. Yeah. And, and it, saddens me how hard it is for us to honor ourselves and honor our need for rest and mm -hmm. honor our voice um, and all that I think has a place on the yoga mat or can um, you know also that a big part of this transition for me too was turning 50 this year the mm -hmm. other thing that you and I had in common in a way when yeah. I met you um, and I learned that the year you turned 50, you quit your corporate job to become a life coach and uh -huh. that you were a master, holy master, a whole yoga instructor. <laughs> and I was about to turn 50 when I met you <laughs> thinking about becoming a holy yoga instructor and wanting to quit my corporate job to become a life coach. I just thought, <laughs> what is going on here? Well, and I'm saying, keep your job, build a life coach right. practice very slowly. I'm learning a lot from you. <laughs> right. But, um, for my 50th birthday, as you know, I, w I went to the island of Bali. Oh, yeah. The, oh. <laughs> Um, and I went on a five-day silent retreat um, mm. that included yoga. The retreat center was really more about creating your own silent retreat and using that space that they had set aside to do whatever you wanted, but they did offer yoga twice a day. And I, while I was there, truly did experience the deepest rest I've probably ever experienced in my life. Mm. I mean, a place that there was no speaking, there was no internet, there was no distractions. There was nothing to do but walk the grounds, mm -hmm. write a book, write in your journal, read a book if you wanted to, go right. to multiple different beautiful places and enjoy the scenery. And I napped and I slept 12 hours a night mm -hmm. and um, meditated. And But it was far, far, far away. Right. <laughs> it was a good three days journey um, between Just to get there. airplanes. And I came back, even though I experienced rest there, I came back exhausted. Mm. And it was this really fascinating juxtaposition of how hard it was for me to carve out some rest for myself. And it how probably much took work. a few days yes. just to decompress. Yeah. Um, and so I, I would, I realized and committed to myself that I need to find those moments. I don't need to go to Bali to do that. Right. I need to find those moments when I can every day and I want to help other women to do the same thing. Well, that's the practical part of this podcast. What are the strategies that you've put into place in your life, the new rhythms that you've created from the Bali experience? Um, there are two, and one was from, they're both really before Bali, but Bali reinforced that I can't give them up. Mm -hmm. And one of them is, is journaling, and I've learned for myself that I'm an external processor, yeah. so that means if I don't get it out of my head, it turns into mush and insanity and chaos. Yeah. So I have to, first of all, have girlfriends to drink wine yes, with. Yes, yes, cheers. And talk with. It's yes. so important. Um, but I don't. I can't always be with a girlfriend, so I also need to write. Mm -hmm. and, um, 
and my journaling has become a conversation with with God too and so that's something I do early in the morning or late at night I'll get away grab my journal and start to brain dump and journaling is a place for me where I can process without filter no one's going to read it I don't have to edit it it's not going to be a book I'm going to publish right Right. Um, but I have to think externally so so I carve out space to do that Um, and then the other one is is simply Mm self-compassion so I that's not a practice so much as it is a mindset I think it requires practice it requires practice to get there yes I think I've realized that we often don't do things that we know we quote unquote should Mm -hmm. because we don't think we have enough XYZ we're not we don't have enough time we don't have enough ideas we don't have enough I don't have the right space Um, and we don't exercise because I don't have an hour to go to the gym I'm not a part of a member I'm not fit enough and for me it's just been about doing what I can do for the amount of time I can do it it doesn't have to be every day doesn't have to be perfect it doesn't have to be an hour if I've got 10 minutes if I've got um I I don't have to do go to a yoga studio to do yoga I can roll my mat out in the living room and just really quickly do some forward folds and some twists and some um deep breathing right I mean that doesn't take time Mm -hmm. it doesn't take money it doesn't take right. a perfect process. It just right. takes me committing to myself that I'm worth it. Right. You know, and our teacher, Brooke, um, he taught both of us how to do yoga. Um, she would say, if you don't have time for anything else, hold down our dog um, for 15 minutes, which is really hard to do. Yeah. And requires an incredible amount of core strength. Mm-hmm. I kind of hold it. In an interval format, <laughs> hold it for like two minutes and then move through a flow and then hold it again. It's amazing though what it does. Yeah. Um, just that one move, that one pose opens up so much in our shoulder, in our heart yeah. space, yeah. in our hips, the pelvic region, which frees a lot of stuff that we tend to hold on to. Yeah. For me, I will just do some child pose some cat cow and some pigeon and that might not mean anything to someone who doesn't know yoga uh-huh. but those are all some restorative poses that for me also open up my hips right um, which is where I hold a lot of tension is in my hips right um, and also allow me to let go of tension in my shoulders just resting on the ground um, so I'll just do some quick yoga poses and yeah. some breathing. The breathing is really critical too for me. So I tell women when I'm doing my first yoga class that if you need to spend this entire class in child's pose or even in shavasana on your back, that's fine. What I want you to focus on for this time is the breath. Yeah. Because the breath is really the heart of yoga. Right. And what we don't understand is that our lungs actually carry nerve endings that connect to all over our body. Mm-hmm. And the top third of our lungs, which is where we typically breathe in the shallow area, mm-hmm. those nerve endings are the nerve endings that are our fight or flight response nerve yeah. endings, our nervous system. The deeper parts, the, the lower two-thirds of our lungs, those nerve endings stimulate the, re- the relaxing and the releasing parts of our nervous system. Right. So when you deep breathe, you're actually signaling your entire body to let go of stress. Yes. So just learning how to take in a breath as far as you can and filling your lung space completely mm-hmm. and then letting it out and doing that again right. over and over. That by itself is yoga. Absolutely. And it's healing. 
it's mindfulness, all yeah. these things that we hear about. Yeah. Taking the time to breathe seems like a simple thing, yeah. but it's transformational. It is. And that's a rhythm, mm -hmm. an unforced rhythm of life Absolutely. that we can take anywhere. Absolutely. I'm always telling people when I'm doing any kind of corporate training, um, we don't do a lot of yoga instruction when we're in suits, but I always talk about breathing mm -hmm. and how you can um, exercise mindfulness in breathing by just feeling the back of your ribs hit your chair or feeling that breath get in the back of your head, yeah. feeling light come in behind your eyes. What, whatever it is for you, wherever your tension is, letting that breath come in and melt that tension like butter. It's amazing. Yeah, it's an amazing thing. And I'm so excited about what lies ahead in your life and in your practice helping women to create those unforced rhythms that's you know the way that we've been marketing this retreat it's about creating a more life-giving rhythm for your life absolutely and I would say the other big part of unforced rhythms for me is how it carries over into life because we also try a little too hard to force things mm -hmm. in life Brooke also Brooke Boone the founder of Holy Yoga said at the retreat the immersion that I went to for training um, and she was quoting somebody else who I can't remember, so this wasn't Brooke, but she said, if there is anything that is that passes you by, it wasn't f meant for you. And if it was meant for you, it won't pass you by. Mm -hmm. um, and that really stuck with me because I do sometimes struggle with fear of missing out. Mm -hmm. Like I've got to you know, do it all, be it all. Take all the notes. Take all the notes, mm -hmm. absorb it, all the information, be at all the parties, talk to all the people in the room. Mm -hmm. And... Um, and there's a sense of, in holy yoga and in my thought about unforced rhythms, where we need to get better, I need to get better at the practice of being present yeah. in this moment with what's just right in front of me right now. Absolutely. Um, we have absolutely no control over yesterday or tomorrow. All we have is the breath and the moment that we're in. Mm -hmm. And being present in that moment and not trying to force things that we that don't serve us, letting go of things that don't serve us, yeah, um, has been central to what I want to teach and help women enter into. I love it. I'm so honored to have you as a partner in this progress, and I cannot wait to take your class. <laughs> I'm already looking forward to, <laughs> to sitting under your instruction <laughs> and learning how to, to slow down and breathe. Yeah. I need that every day. Don't we all? We do. We do. This is why we're talking about this. Mm -hmm. So I know that you're brand new as a yoga instructor. You don't have a website. But people can still reach you if they want you to come teach at their workplace or teach for their own private event. Yeah. So how's, how can they reach you? Um, well, I'm sure you'll be sharing this on Facebook. And mm -hmm. so um, you can certainly follow me on Facebook. And um, I'm on Instagram as Becca May underscore HH. Um, which actually stands for hungry heart, because um, I do believe we as women we're just also hungry for connection. True. So I look forward to whatever comes next in unforced rhythms. Keep that on your radar, and I'm sure you'll be hearing more from me. Yeah. Well, you'll certainly hear more from her if you come to the retreat. <laughs> okay. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>you might see a new face on our podcast and it's because we are women who work and like to drink wine but the focus of most of our conversations is about the challenges of leadership um, the more I talk with women about leadership development opportunities and the challenges of women in leadership 
the more I realize that elevating the conversation about women in leadership is going to raise all the boats. So there's the focus of our podcast. It's not only on Wednesdays anymore. Women, Wine, and Leadership will happen just as often as I sit down with those women, like the five women that you want in your life. So hang out with us here on the podcast, on Facebook, at 360 Life Strategies for some business strategies, on LinkedIn if you're a working woman and want to know how to navigate the workplace, and also on Instagram if you just want to hang out and share some inspiration. Most of all, I hope you come back next time.